Hey folks, this is James Kennison. This is GOK, Gospel Kennison number 20. And I'm just going to take a little bit of time here today for my personal audio journal and remind myself I don't have to entertain. This isn't for entertainment purposes. I don't have to act. This is the, this is the time where James comes out, the real James. Not that you don't get the real James at the other shows. Uh, this is just a time for me to not be entertaining. The entertaining version. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway, um, the only thing I think to really uh, that I wanted to hear myself talk about today was uh, I was in front of the entire church this morning. There was a lot of people there today. It's funny because there wasn't hardly anybody in church, but or in kids' church. But we had um, we had a ranger kids get up on the stage and we uh, per, we we just bragged on our workers and our kids, and it was really cool. It was a really good moment. Um, but uh, I found myself saying that we were almost at a year that we've been here at Suncoast, and I'm right. I'm about a month off from that actually. It's hard to believe it's been a year already. Isn't it crazy the way time flies like that? Um, you know, we a year ago in August, we were sitting down and we were praying and asking God, what were we supposed to do with ourselves? And if you go back through the GOK, if you go back through some of the late later uh, episodes of of uh, Geek Loves Nerd, you'll see that you know we we didn't know what we were going to do, but we knew something was about to change. And uh, you know we didn't know if Jen was going to go back to work full time, and I was going to stay at home. We didn't know if I was going to work part time or whatever. And it turns out after we just sat down and said, "Okay, God, what do you want?" We felt like we could leave where we were. We felt like it was okay. Uh, that God was cool with us coming and moving closer to family and moving here to Florida. God opened doors for us to uh, end up at the church we're at. And uh, we actually moved here right after Thanksgiving. No, right before. It was right before. I can't remember. It was either, I think it was just after Thanksgiving, right before. It was right before it hadn't been, because I remember Pastor Sandy wanted us there, but I don't know. I don't remember exactly the date, okay? But I know it was in November. <laughs> it was late November, mid to late November. Uh, I can't, See, part of me says I remember him saying he wanted here before Thanksgiving, but maybe we didn't make it. But I just remember all that time. It was so exciting and so thrilling and so new. And, and here we are almost a year later, and it's just gone by so fast. It's kind of funny because I've got a I got a joke. I guess it's a reoccurring joke I stole off a mentor of mine. Um, I always tell people, hey, you know, I'm the new guy here at church. I'm the new guy. I get to say that for one year. I'm the new guy. I don't know. I don't know what you want. So it's been my excuse. Well, I'm not going to be able to use that here soon. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, in many ways I do. I do feel like the new guy still. I'm still learning stuff every single day, every single week. You know, there's, I still haven't made it through a complete year yet. So, um, but, but, uh, you know, cause the first time through, I didn't, I don't know what the big, ep, you know, every church is different. Every one of them has a different set of things that are, that are important to them. And for instance, at my last church, we always had a Christmas Eve service, you know, and it was a pretty big deal, but it was very easy. And, uh, the, it was mostly music and, um, a little tiny message the pastor did. And then we lit candles and saying, carry your candle. And that was it. That was it. That was the whole thing. Well, 
We do that same thing here, kind of, sort of, but it's a bigger deal, and there's a lot more to it. And last year, I wrote a, um, a story and illustrated it, and I sit down at the front, and all the kids come around, and I tell this story to, you know, a thousand people, and, um, and I've got to do that again. <laughs> You know, uh, I know now that we want to make a big deal out of what they call the harvest celebration, which is done, you know, in place of, of Halloween. I know we're, that next year we're going to do something really big about that. Um, so, you know, it's really neat on one hand to now be able to head into the next year knowing what's expected. I know that every summer uh, pastor's going to want every other week for us to have an event for kids. And that I know, too, that missionettes and rangers are going to expect the entire month of July off. Um, and that I'm going to have to provide alternatives on Wednesday nights. So the summers are hecka busy. Uh, I didn't know that a year ago. Um, I built relationships with so many of my my leaders, and uh, we've made some friends, you know, and uh, we've made so much progress. I got to say, I've made more progress in the last you know seven or eight months, uh, or the first seven or eight months, than I did, you know, I feel like the first five years at my last place. And, you know, I can, I, I mostly have to blame me. I think I got a fresh start. I got the experience of the last 10, 8 to 10 years of ministry uh, to come into a new place and kind of start fresh. Um, there were different circumstances that I walked into here um, that, that's no reflection on the last church. I'm not trying to say it sucked and that's why, you know, I didn't get to do anything. Um, it was just, it was just a kind of a, a hardcore uh, situation that I walked into at the last place and, and this one was a lot easier. Um, so there's a lot of reasons, but uh, man, it's so exciting, no matter what the reasons are. Um, let's see. Uh, another thing that really happened this year that was really cool is I, I got, I was instrumental, I should say, in helping to fill the last position that I left. When I left, I set my people up to um, be able to do, I think, I want to say seven weeks seven to eight weeks of lessons, or maybe it was 11 weeks. I can't remember, 20 weeks. I don't know. It was a lot of weeks. It wasn't over 20 weeks. It was probably seven weeks. And that it, that seven weeks turned into seven months before they found a new guy, and they didn't really find him until I sent him to them. And um, it's very hard to find children's ministers, especially ones that can handle a church you know, that of 3,000 to 5,000 people um, and, and all of the you know stuff that that, that – Entails because it's not just getting up and talking on Sundays. You've got a uh, you've got a staff of over a hundred people. You've got seven to eight ministries that you that you manage that you have to get stuff for, and you've got budgets and rules and regulations and policies and procedures to follow and safety issues. And you know, there's in my opinion not a more risky job in the entire church uh, than the children's pastor because you've got so much liability and the possibility of that uh, from nursery all the way up to fifth grade. So. It's a big deal, and it, you can't just hire somebody. Matter of fact, there was tons of people that would have loved to have had that job. People that, um, you know, talent wise had what it took, but they couldn't be hired because they didn't have the experience and they didn't have the management skills. Um, I'm not saying I do, but I did it no matter what, no matter what my skills that was, I learned it. Um, but I was instrumental in helping that fill that job, and what that did, it it it, it actually helped me release it because I'd been there for so long, man. You know, eight years full-time and then uh, 10 years total, two years being uh, intern, you know, full-time intern there. Um, I owned, you know, a piece of that. It was my life, a big chunk of it, especially a big chunk of my adult life had been spent there. And so I wanted to feel like I was leaving them well. And I, I did, I did 
but then when time kept ticking by and there was nobody to replace me and nobody to replace me, I really started feeling guilty for that. You know, it makes no sense, but it, it did. It felt like I left them. You know, I love those kids. I love those workers. I love the church. I loved everything about it. Um, and I wanted to leave them well. Well, anyway, I sent them a guy named Todd and Todd's jumped in there. He's doing awesome. The the ministry is growing again. They had lost some kids, you know, in the interim and, and uh, they've lost some workers, but he's doing a great job building that back up. I'm thrilled. He's next to family. You know, he's got a brand new baby and his wife and everybody's all happy. So hats off to him for jumping in there and being able to fill that position. Uh, so that was really cool. That's a cool thing that happened. Um, let's see. I, I would say another victory for me this week was that that uh, the very thing I, I led with, which was the Ranger, Royal Ranger group being on the stage. Uh, it was huge to me because um, at my last place, I had asked for years, literally eight years, let's let's get these boys in uniform. Let's put them in front of the church once a quarter and let's give them badges. That's all I want from you guys. It's Rangers, if you're not familiar with it, it's like Boy Scouts with, with church added, okay? And uh, it's been around for a long, long time. Not as long as Boy Scouts, I'm sure, but uh, it's it's a pretty cool deal. And uh, if it's done right... And all too often, it's just a time to come in and play kickball and uh, yell at boys from the Bible for 45 minutes and then send them home. But uh, this church, they'd done it very well. And the only thing they needed was some support. And that's what I gave them. And man, they've just gone nuts. It's awesome. They're growing. Kids are getting saved. Uh, kids are uh, getting plugged in. And every boy on that stage today had a uniform on. Every one of them. They took offering. You know, they got awarded. They didn't just do Class B uniforms. There's three classes. There's Class A, which is like your dress. Class B, which would be a casual uh, uniform, which I would have been fine with. You can wear jeans and your shirt, you know, with a bolo tie or whatever. Uh, and then Class C would be jeans and a T-shirt, you know, that's themed and maybe a hat or a vest, you know. It's just very super casual. They went Class A, dude. They had blue ties on. They had the berets. They had brand new patches. Um and, and it was awesome. And I, I, I stepped out of there after bragging on my, my guys, and I walked to my wife, and I says, I said, uh, you should have been there. You should have been in there. Because uh, she was watching things, you know, because I had to leave my own service to go in there. I said, you should have been in there because, you know, how many years did we wait for that never to happen? How many years? You know, and it's it's been, you know, less than a year, and we've got that going on. Um you know, we're repainting the rooms and getting the ranger guys. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Missionette rooms, beautiful, gorgeous, clean. The uh, ranger rooms, bunch of men, dirty. <laughs> Old stuff still hanging on the wall, that kind of stuff. And uh, so I did, I went in and I did like hoarders or clean sweep. And I gutted one room and totally redid it. And they were mad at me at first. But I told them, I said, dang, it's been almost a year, guys. Well, you know, this, that, the other, you should have told us. I'm like, I've been telling you. I'm just showing you how you don't know me yet. <laughs> I'll get in here and I'll clean. Uh, now they love it. You know, they love it. And it, and it actually served as a model for the other rooms. They came in this last Saturday and they just, they just, they're just knocking it out. They cleaned up. Matter of fact, they clean more behind the scenes than they did the stuff that you see up front, um, which was huge. They're opening cabinets and the cabinets look better behind the closed doors than the, the room did. And I think that's awesome because that's the hardest stuff to clean is the organization stuff. Um, the fun thing about children's ministry is it has a, it comes with a lot of crap. That's what I always say. It comes with a lot of little stuff. 
It just does. Teachers, you know what I'm talking about. It just does. It comes with a lot of stuff. And um, you can never hope to truly clean because in my opinion, cleaning means throwing stuff away or giving it away, getting rid of it, simplifying, minimalizing what you have. Uh, but the best you can hope for is to be very well organized. And that's what our guys did uh, this week. So that was just huge. That was huge. Um, this Wednesday, we've got a, uh, a little event that we're doing. And it's uh, it's going to be called. Uh, actually, I just heard the name of it myself today because <laughs> uh, I'd never put a name on it. But one of my leaders said it's called Hot Dogs and Hay Rides, and uh, that's what we're doing. We're going to have them go rotate through a bunch of rooms and play a bunch of games. They even got a blacklight room. They've got a princess room, a pirate room, and this is all thanks to my missionette coordinator named Lori. And she's got a hay ride coming. She's got hot dogs that are going to be hooked, cooked outside. And it's just going to be a lot of fun just for our church kids and their friends because next year we're really going to blow it up and do something huge um, called the Odyssey. And I'll, I'll be talking more about that on future episodes, I'm sure. Uh, the last thing I want to tell you about is uh, – and just get it on audio – is I've got the opportunity. I will be going, of all things, to Spain. <laughs> now, those of you that have listened to Nobody's Listening, you remember the story about London? I'm going to London. That's the way I'm going to be. I'm going to Madrid, Spain. And uh, so it's just – it's random, but um, here's the deal. My pastor, my boss – as uh, good friends with some folks who are missionaries in Southern Europe. And every uh, Thanksgiving, apparently all of the missionaries in Southern Europe get together and do an American-style Thanksgiving. It makes sense. If you think about it, you're over in another country. They ain't celebrating American Thanksgiving. So they all get together. Um, they bring all their kids and stuff from all their different locations. And it's very important because missionaries rarely get a chance to mix and mingle with each other. I think that's why they're so awkward when they come to the States and they stand in front of your church and they show you their slides and they don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> But anyway, because they're, they're, they're just so multiculturalized, it's not even funny. But they get together, they they double up, they have uh, their their uh, Thanksgiving celebration, but they also have their annual business meeting, and they have like a, a, a series of services. Well, they've never done anything for the kids. And these kids are, are so, uh, they're just great. I mean, missionary kids, you've never met a kid that is quite as odd or as special as an MK. Uh, but they don't have children's ministry over there. They've got no Sunday school classes for kids. It is almost non-existent in Europe. So uh, what they had the idea of doing is bringing in somebody that was really good with kids and really good looking, <laughs> and that's me. You know. Uh, but uh, they called pastor, said, do you know anybody? He's like, yes, James will do it. And uh, so I got my passport last week, sent off for that, actually, and I'll be getting that. We expedited it, so I should get it in a couple of weeks. And I'm going to Europe for Thanksgiving. I'm not even going to be at home with my family. Uh, Jen doesn't care. She's going to end up uh, probably going to her sister's. Thanksgiving's, you know, a moderately important holiday, but, you know, it's not like a birthday or Christmas around here. It's not like Groundhog Day. Oh, if I was gone for that, that would have been terrible. But it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be with only about seven to ten kids, which I think is so special. It shows you how much they love these kids because they're bringing me all the way, all expenses paid, basically. I mean, not that I'm going over to wine and dine, but they're going to, you know, send me over and back and, and put me up in their house. And I'm going to be doing children's services, about three of them, over a couple of days. Uh, with these kids, and I'll have helpers. They'll all be Spanish speaking, but uh, but no, I'll be I'll be going and flying out and landing in Madrid. I've never been out of the country, y'all. I've never been overseas except uh, I went to a missions trip in Mexico. But we walked across the border. I mean, that's how close we were, and uh, so it wasn't like we were you know hours and hours uh, 
into Mexico, but I've never been uh, overseas, a transatlantic flight. I don't even know if I'm going over the Atlantic or the Pacific. It's just, it's just going to be awesome. I'm going to be in a weird, uh, different place. And I hope to take my recorder with me and a camera and all this kind of stuff and shoot some video and share that. But I'm super excited. I've always wanted to do something like this and uh, I'm going to be able to do that. So if you're a praying person, pray for me. Um, it's going to be unique. I'm, I'm very intimidated by it, to be honest. I'm excited, but here, here's where I, here's how I can make that a negative in my own stupid brain is if they're willing to spend all this money, I better be good. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> It's like they have all these expectations. And so, you know, if it was something that I was doing them a favor, if I was just coming in, I've done that. You know, I've gone to kids camps that had a cancellation at the last minute and I'm, I'm like the savior, dude, you could go in there and I could cut, you know, cut out paper mache or paper figures, you know, or whatever and do something stupid. And they would be like, Oh, thank you for coming. But no, man, when they're paying to sit, bring you out, <laughs> it better be good. Uh, so anyway, and, and, uh, you know, I've never traveled overseas. Can I take stuff? I won't have Jen with me. She's my right hand man, so to speak. So anyway, um, excited about that. Loving, you know, where life's heading ministry wise, uh, for me, family wise, we're doing great. Jenna had strep throat this week. She's getting better. I was sick last week for a day and Jen thought I was faking until she got, until the boy got it actually. And he was just moping around all day and then she got it and she's like, oh, I feel like I'm going to throw up, but I have a headache, and but nothing's really wrong. And oh, blah, blah. it was such a weird sickness. I, I just felt that and I felt like I was faking. I even went to work and I had to leave about two o'clock and I just came home and just slept. Um, and I even felt like I was faking because it, it wasn't sick enough to where you felt like you couldn't do anything. It was, it was just enough to where you felt like you should. And then, you know, Dunn got it and then Jen got it and then Jenna's got strep and we're not a sickly family at all. We've never been one to go, but man, when it rolls through, it rolls through hard. So glad to be on the tail end of that. Um, Hey, do me a favor. If you're listening to GOK, go and check out some of the other shows we're doing. I'm really excited about them. Uh, you can go to NLCast.com and you can check out Brokia, which is a great show I do with John Steinklubber, a, a uh, high school friend of mine from back in the day. Uh, we talk about geek topics, everything in the world you can imagine, uh, Doctor Who, movies we've seen, TV shows we're watching on Netflix streaming, uh, iPod and iPad apps, um, you know, geek news and all kinds of stuff. Explicit Answers is a show I do with my wife. It's ExplicitAnswers.com. And you can send in questions and we'll answer them uh, from a hardcore uh, down-to-earth Christian perspective. Chop at chopcast.com is a great show, even if you don't like Axe Cop or you don't even know what it is. Go to axecop.com, read up on this webcomic, and then start listening to the show. What we do is every show we take a few of the episodes of Axe Cop and we riff them. We review and riff them, just like uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. We actually do it with the artist, Ethan Nicole, every single week, chopcast.com. Uh, Podcast Kid is a show I do with my daughter. And her name's Jenna. She's awesome. She's five years old. She's been co- podcasting since a couple of weeks before she turned three, if you can believe it. And uh, and, and the old shows were called uh, uh, Jenna Cast. And then we, about a year ago, said, hey, we're going to start doing Podcast Kid. And we've been doing those every week since. Um, they're great for kids, but I've had people as old as 13 and even grown-ups who love listening to the Genocast. It's it's a little different than any of the shows I do. We have a song every week. We have characters that come on and talk. And uh, and then, of course, Jenna and I knocking things around. There's a moral. 
all kinds of stuff. Uh, if you're a minister or a children's pastor or a leader or whatever, I do a children's ministry podcast called CM Monthly at cmmonthly.com. And every month I go through and really try to keep it down to earth. It's for folks that really don't get paid to do children's ministry. Or if you do, you're, you're not getting paid enough. Or maybe you're a part-timer. It's for the children's workers that mainstream children's ministry doesn't seem to be hitting on because you ain't got no money to spend on curriculum, so they don't really care about you. That's what Children's Ministry Monthly is all about. So I'd love for you to check that out if you haven't yet. And of course, you're listening to GOK, the Gospel of Kennison. Um, but I've got a brand new show. I actually just recorded it moments ago, so by the time this goes up, that one will be up. It's over at Podcast Starter. Dot com And it is a, a show for folks that are interested in starting their own podcast. And so I'm really looking forward to where that's going. The only problem I'm having with it so far is I want to tell everything you need to know to start your first show in the first episode. And it doesn't work that way. But it's looking like it's going to be in a half hour show every week. Um, so go check it out and subscribe. It'll be in iTunes after the first three episodes. Uh, we'll see you guys next week here on GOK. Take it easy. Peace out.